0: slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc dot com slash drink.
1: Happy May. May? It's gonna be May. I feel those, um... It's obviously not May when <laughs> we are recording this, but I feel like those memes are slowly trickling in on Facebook. So it's got to be. I love that May you're still on up.
0: Facebook. Because um, I was about to say, those memes really died out a long time ago, but the fact that they're coming back on Facebook means they're still thriving on, uh, on one platform. They never left. Pla- on one platform. I- <laughs> they never left, and neither did I. I. Yeah. <laughs> I do so like Facebook. You're I'm my don't... favorite Boomer. I love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I'm surprised you don't use Facebook more often because I really do use it as like a creep tool for like creeping on people. Like... Well, yeah,
0: if I want to creep on someone, I will. But I feel like nobody I creep on like updates their Facebook, so it's like oh, what? My... I'm not getting any useful intel from there. A lot
1: of people I creep on are more like the people that are still. There were like, you know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say who out loud. Mm -hmm. But uh, people from my childhood that have uh, gone the wrong way in history
0: and I like to follow uh, the things that they post. You you sound like my mother. She's like, I need to keep track of all the people I disagree with. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) it can't be good for your cortisol. It can't be good for your soul. It can't be good. Probably not. Just like, you know, fuck them. I Uh, see. I I have the energy for that makes me mad and then i get all worked up and then my chest hurts and i i'm like i don't need more pa- i have enough reason to panic in life you know i That's think you
1: I get worked up a lot easier than i uh, do oh, because well, for sure because <laughs> i definitely just see it as like oh i'm keeping up with the drama so <sighs>
0: but it's just like such boring drama it's like we all know what they're doing you know it's like they're just bickering yeah i don't know maybe to there's too much Very bickering. to me maybe there's bickering too much in my life i'm like i don't need more of it I've, I've passed that i'm like Get away from me! I mean, I'm not at all involved
1: in it, so I it's very fun to just look through the window and judge. That's so.
0: delightful. I'm I'm so glad. Maybe one day I'll uh, join you, but for now, you
1: probably won't. But I'll just tell you <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> but uh, no, I I'm a big uh, Facebook fan. Also, my mother, I do have to keep tabs on what she does, well, and that she's I big understand. on Facebook. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Between those two reasons, they're they're pretty they keep me occupied so oh good. thanks well
0: I'm glad ever the only times um I get Facebook notifications it's like M shared a meme and I'm like I know I, know. I also do it I also
1: I like one of my like favorite things to do when I wake up is like see the the time like the history like the memories of like seven years ago you posted this and I like it because I like to see how far I've come but also I like to like (laughs) delete it in case it's fucking problematic and I was Uh an asshole I was like I was like an idiot teenager who like didn't have an awakening yet on how to like be a human being so cool I feel like I just you know before I woke up and (laughs) <laughs> realized that privilege exists i don't know i just feel like you know things i'm I glad were... you're
0: connected to your past i'm like fuck everything from before
1: i've luckily know. i've uh, luckily only had to delete like two or three things and every time it wasn't super probably like i don't think i'd get canceled or anything but i was like oh that makes me feel yucky and so i just mm. deleted it so i like to you know maintain my own visual history and <laughs> It's anyway. smart. It's
0: very uh, mature of you, yes.
1: Thank you. I like to clean house every now and then to make sure I wasn't too big of a douche as a teenager, so.
0: Cool. Um. <laughs> anyway, there's my
1: rant on, on anyway, the, sh- the only talk- <laughs> perks left of Facebook. Happy May, everybody.
0: Should we talk about our... Uh, Eva said that uh, she's just going to tell us what order to talk in and that she had fun with this one and there's some true crime involved. I did hear that because she just said it five minutes ago. And I was eating a chocolate chip
1: muffin, so she caught me at a good time. And oh, yeah. so for once, I can say, I know that I'm supposed to go first. Oh, so.
0: oh, oh, okay. I was like, where are we going with this? Okay, great. Um,
1: okay, so the first one is, my grandma knew Al Capone. <gasps> hmm. And this is from Kelsey, she, her. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, Kelsey. And... uh. I guess we just get into it. I feel like, by the way, before we get into it, it's fair to say, when I was doing Tea Time Tuesday, so many people would write in that their grandparents were, like, connected to the mob in some way. I was
0: going to say, I was going to ask if you you had that thought, because I remember every time you posted, it was like, my grandparents helped a mob boss escape the blah, blah. I'm like, everybody's grandparents somehow was involved. At least our listeners. I I
1: feel like, Kelsey, you... Your grandma probably knows a lot of other listeners'
0: grandmas. Yeah, if you know yeah <laughs> that's true. There's like a network of the, of them out there, of these grandmas. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Who'd have thunk they'd all have grandchildren who would listen to the same podcast? Yeah,
0: that's that's
1: I guess not as shocking. Anyway, here's Kelsey's story. Um Hi, Christine M. Eva and Gio. Uh here is where you pet sweet baby G for me. Ooh, mm. where is Gio?
0: fully ignoring me so he's not participating but I will uh, give it a rain check
1: (laughs) noted uh I refuse to pick a team and want to sit at all your tables my name is Kelsey and I am a lover of all things spooky scary and true crime I had a friend on bookstagram send me your way and now I'm obsessed with this podcast which I am still behind on and have a lot of catching up to do well in about may 2023 kelsey you will have caught up to this exact moment yeah so. maybe
0: you're still on facebook with them, living in the past <laughs>
1: maybe <laughs> i contemplated writing this in because i don't want to let you down oh my goodness oh. whoa we all we are a tall order that's so. right we
0: do have high expectations of all of you <laughs>
1: <laughs> I only remember very little about the stories my grandma used to tell me, but I grew up thinking Al Capone wasn't a bad guy. My grandmother insisted he was good deep down. Oh. Cool. <laughs> hmm. <Aww. laughs> hmm. Hey, you know, I believe that every villain has 1% good in them, yeah. and they just maybe choose not to do anything with it. Um, Back in Chicago in the late 1920s, Al Capone used my great-granddad's garage to make liquor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the good part. Okay.
0: Yeah, I can get down with that.
1: Everyone always wondered why his garage never had snow on the roof during the winters. And my grandma was around seven at the time. She and her sister used to see and talk to Al Capone and his goons often. When one of her baby sisters passed away, Capone paid Aww. for the entire funeral, a limo, and grieved with the family. Aww. She also remembers people coming into the home with guns and white cloths and then being ran out by her mother. My family eventually fled Chicago and moved a whopping 21 hours away to South Texas. I'm going to assume it was a scary time that they were trying to shield her from, given how far they ran. Sadly, that is all I remember of her stories, and all the other memories are now resting with her. But small side story, before my grandma passed away, she was on hospice and nonverbal for a while, and the night she passed, I left the nursing home, and I'm ashamed to have been one of the only ones not with her when she took her last Hmm. breath. I lived in denial that we were losing her and thought she would make it back to us. That night, I was woken up by a cool chill and hearing the words goodbye. A moment later, my mom called and said she was gone. I, I truly believed she visited me to say goodbye, and I take some comfort in knowing maybe she forgave me for not being there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> she was awesome. like she was like where the where the fuck is kelsey now i gotta go all the way to her house to <laughs> say like, goodbye
1: <laughs> it's like i now have the power of flight but yeah. i'm i have to make my way over Wee-hee. there <laughs> that is all my stories and i do not have a story for another day oh that's oh, the first we've ever heard that's of that literally the first time anyone said that so i thank you for bringing all other stories forward Aww. and will be a forever fan of the podcast take care and stay safe in the sick world, Kelsey. Wow. Kelsey. What a story. I do think having connections to the mob really in like in their favor. I really feel like um it, it's easy to see how lovely a mob boss can oh, for be. For sure. Like when, oh, they got a
0: limo for the funeral, it's like Yeah. When
1: how you're bad on the receiving end <laughs> when you're on the receiving end of a supervillain and all of his powers, uh, but in a good way, I totally. think you're
0: you know, Especially it, if you're a kid and they're just so kind to you and gentle with you, you know what I mean. It's like you don't see the violent streak.
1: You know, I uh, I don't know much about like mob history. That's not like my special interest at all. But uh, not yet. But I was gonna till... say uh,
0: I'll I'll give it five minutes before yeah. you're on a deep dive. <laughs> give it till three a.m.
1: But <laughs> I I to my understanding, they were always um very against like harming kids. That's mm-hmm. so. I don't know. I, yeah, I I'm imagine glad they have you're... a line somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but then don't they like recruit children? I don't, yeah, I don't totally know. Totally understand. I,
0: I also bet it depends on, you know, who, who's or what they define as harming children or. Yeah,
1: I think they probably saw a seven year old girl and they were like, that's not a threat to yeah, us. Yeah, let's so. leave that one
0: alone. But we, yeah, so I have a question. Like, did you understand? Because I don't think I understand why there was no snow on the roof. I think to make liquor, isn't it like it would heat up the house? Oh, I have no idea. I wish I could say I've uh, made hooch before, but unfortunately I have not. But that's I'll I'll talk to my local hooch makers. (laughs) Yeah, you talk to your dealer and let me know what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wow, what a tale, Kelsey. Thank you for sharing. Do you pride yourself on finding the best deals and savings? Yes, it's me. I'm raising my hand. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. Get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Shop brands like Macy's, Adidas, YSL Beauty, Samsung Petco, just to name a few. Plus, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Cashback rates change daily. Here's how it works. Stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and then Rakuten shares a commission with its members via check or PayPal quarterly. And you better believe how exciting it is when your PayPal alerts you that you've gotten money. It's no wonder Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.com. Or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. let's see i have a story sorry i also have like a mini cold um Mm. oh by the way someone got mad at me on instagram because they said that i invited you over knowing that leona had hand foot and mouth disease and i just want to clarify i did not know that when em came over that's true right like i knew i i did not Mm -hmm. know until you guys left town yeah okay i just want to i want to clarify because they were like why would you Willingly spread a disease, and I was like, I wasn't trying to spread a disease. I swear to God, if I knew what it was, I would have told you not to come over.
1: Yeah, you've been like, if you're a, uh, if your baby looked as bad as I ended up looking, oh my god, I would have yeah, also no. not wanted to be near no, your baby. It would never have
0: allowed it. Like, even if you were like, it's fine, I would have been like, no, no, Blaze says I cannot. Like, Blaze would not have allowed it. Let's put it that way. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I feel bad that people thought I was just like inviting you into my, you know germ den um but i do have a cold right now so hopefully that's i think that'll be hopefully gone by the time i see you in a few days but if not i will wear a mask and i will Oh god um, i forgot i have to
1: see you again i'm you're gonna get me sick all over i'm not
0: gonna get you sick again it's it's day three of this cold i've tested for covid every day no covid it's going away i mean this is
1: just one of the uh three more days till i see you people do
0: wonder what it's like to go on tour
1: and there are a lot of perks but there's also a lot of downsides and oh, one of them yeah. is if one of us gets sick we're it's just including
0: eva it's like we're yeah. it's like dominoes you know
1: <laughs> yeah it's if one of us is sick it's really not a, a good chance for the rest of us
0: so. yeah no this came this is uh day three and i won't see you for three more days so i'm uh i'm, I'm quite confident that it'll be gone but Keep cool. you, I'll keep you keep you apprised of my uh, situation
1: thank you just in case I will um, take extra deep breaths with my nostrils and appreciate them while I can
0: so. <laughs> it was like why oh right to enjoy the the feeling of it gotcha mm-hmm. so this I don't even know why I was talking about that oh because uh, if I have a crumbly throat that's why um Oh, but some people like the raspiness. It gives yeah. you character. You know? I think like maybe if it's raspy it'll sound good, but if it's all like snotty, like mucusy, it's not gonna be as sexy. <laughs> I don't know. I'll That's I'll, just I'll, a guess. I'll
1: determine how sexy <laughs> okay. your voice is, yeah, thank you. It's not
0: for me to judge. You're totally right. <laughs> okay, so this is from Olivia. She they. Thank you, Olivia. Hmm. And the title is M and Christine Told Me to Write This In, which I'm like, I believe you, but I don't remember doing it. So I don't remember, but thanks for
1: like doing your job so yeah (laughs) thanks
0: for listening to (laughs) us nobody else does okay hi everyone it's me olivia from the la live show oh my gosh hang on a second editor jack's friend slash the one with Mm. the possum tattoo holy crap okay well i'm glad you gave us context because that makes me feel a little better (laughs) y'all told me to write in a hometown about my weird web of true crime so here i am I'm going to do this in bullet point form since they're all weird little anecdotes, at least until the last one. Without further ado, here we go. My neighbor's stepbrother-in-law. So my neighbor's stepsister's brother-in-law. Oh, my gosh. It's was, already
1: a family It's a mess. web,
0: right? It's already a mm. web. Uh, Deb, where are you? We need help. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only Deb could navigate this web. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, My neighbor's stepbrother in law, stepsister's brother in law was Jeffrey Dahmer's, oh Jesus Christ, first victim, Stephen Hicks. Mm. It got dark incredibly fast. Yeah, hey, remember when we were laughing? <laughs> remember how fun it was two seconds ago? Mm hmm. He was hitchhiking on her street corner when Dahmer picked him up and he was never seen again. Mm. Per my neighbor, because Steven was a bit of a troublemaker, his family assumed he had just left and didn't really look for him at first. Oh, shit. That's so sad when that happens. They had no idea where he was until Dahmer was caught and confessed to his murder. Imagine how shocking that would be. Like, you'd never put two and two together. And then, like, this famous serial killer is like, oh, I killed that guy, too. It would be
1: the guilt of a lifetime to be like... And also, I mean, imagine that you're the poor victim on top of everything else you're probably thinking of. You're thinking, oh, I wonder if they'll even notice that I'm gone.
0: <gasps> it's so sad. It's mm. so sad. All right. So the next one says When my dad's friend was seven years old, she walked outside to see a huge police presence next door and turned and asked her mom, Mom, why are they digging up Mr. Gacy's yard? <gasps>
1: Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, no. How old was the, the person who said that Seven. Bye. Was oh, it the bye. same what,
0: Did they ask Al Capone that or something? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah. Why is there no snow on that garage and they're digging up this one's yard? Oh, no. Ugh. Mom, why are they digging up Mr. Gacy's yard? Yup, yup, yup. That would be the yard of John Wayne Gacy. Good thing my dad's friend was a young woman, not a young man. Yikes. Oh, God. <sighs> That's a horrific thought. Okay, next one. A few years ago, I was doing a presentation on the Manson family for my subcultures class and asked my Nana what she remembered from that time. Instead of recounting news stories or fears, she said, oh, did I never tell you Kathy's maiden name? For context, Kathy is one of her best friends and our oldest family friend. Turns out her maiden name is Krenwinkel and Patricia Krenwinkel is her first cousin. Patricia was the woman who killed Abigail Folger and participated in the La Bianca murders
1: what the hell (laughs) holy shit are you okay yeah i
0: feel like therapy should be free for you somebody needs to. at least your grandma or someone needs to pay for it last but not least my own familial true crime connection my grandma's dad was not a nice man he grew up in chicago as a staunch irish catholic got involved in the italian mafia there okay here we go another one Uh yeah okay (laughs) then moved to another midwest state where he kept in touch with his criminal buddies one of his best friends was Jimmy Hoffa, which we discovered when my dad was watching the History Channel and saw a picture of one of Hoffa's exclusive dinner parties and spotted his own grandfather in the picture. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god. Imagine. <laughs> You're like, "Dad?" Imagine? Grandpa? Imagine getting
1: busted on the fucking Discovery Channel.
0: <laughs> on like the History <laughs> Channel where they're talking about like
1: could it be aliens? It's like, "Is that my grandpa?" <laughs> oh
0: no. Oh
1: man. Okay,
0: N- okay. i sure. Next. All right, All right. check. Okay. Um, spot his grandfather in the picture. In this unnamed Midwestern state, my great-grandfather continued to be a piece of shit and pimped his daughters out to his mob friends and sexually abused them himself as well. Oh, this, char- this started when they were, so here we go. So we just talked about how the mob didn't hurt children. Now it's like, oh, he's pimping them out to his mob friends. So I
1: absolutely take that back. Apparently, wow. we were incredibly wrong. As wrong as you could be. Whoops. Hey, this is proof that I don't have a lot of mob connections in Until my life.
0: Until 3 a.m. And then you'll yeah. know.
1: <laughs> I'll know way too much at 3 a.m. Be like, I was so wrong. Yeah, I you'll have so to like, come
0: back and edit all of this. Uh, let's see. This started when they were as young as two years old. Oh, mother. Fucker. Oh, fuck. Fuck fun fact question mark my grandma didn't remember any of this abuse until she was 40 oh dear god Mm. and a random song on the car radio triggered a memory and everything came flooding back she had to pull over so she wouldn't crash oh my god that's like my biggest fear like something just comes on they just realize like all like whoosh yeah oh my god when my great-grandfather was on his deathbed, like his twisted version of Irish Catholic does, he confessed all of his sins so that he'd get into heaven. <laughs> that's great. Oh, and
1: that if that's how God works, I don't want to meet God. Yeah, right. So. It's
0: like, cool. I don't want to go to that heaven if he's there, you know what I mean? I guarantee you that if heaven exists, he is not there. Okay, agreed. Uh, one such <laughs> confession was this. When he was 14 years old, he was the getaway driver for the Italians in the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh, fuck. As oh. a refresher, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre was the murder of seven Irish Mafia members on Valentine's Day in 1929, ordered allegedly slash definitely by Al Capone. The Italian oh, Mafia. Oh, Kelsey knows him. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandparents are friends. How fun. Um, the Italian Mafia guys dressed up as cops and pretended to raid the Irish Mafia's warehouse where they arrested them and lined them up outside and then gunned them all down. Obviously, there's no way to confirm my great-grandpa was there because, you know, mafia, but it seems well within the realm of possibility given who he was and who his friends were. And it's mm. and he, on his deathbed, confessed that he was their driver. So, you know, he was even in the Freemasons. We still have his robes and medals and everything. Oh, wow. Another little fun fact is that I'm related to both William Kemmler, the first man executed by electric chair, and James Madison. He's my sixth great uncle. Nana really went ham on Ancestry.com a few years ago. Oh my god. I almost want to believe that Nana
1: didn't know how to use Ancestry and just started clicking random, iconic people.
0: Yeah, I was like, that guy looks familiar. It's like, yeah, because that's Al Capone. Like. (laughs) oh yeah that's (laughs) james madison yeah oh yeah that's a president (laughs) wow okay um
1: hmm okay
0: if you ever feel like you're overwhelmed just olivia just pretend that your nana didn't really know how to use i mean i believe you and your nana i have no right to say she's wrong but if you ever feel like you need a break from all this just be like maybe she clicked the wrong button you know if you need to tell yourself something maybe she combined 17 trees by accident yeah Oops. (laughs) (laughs) i think i've probably done that um okay she says don't ask me how or why i seem to be connected to so many iconic crimes and criminals it baffles me too i have a shitload of ghost stories too but since this is so long already i'll leave that for another time if you want to hear them toodles olivia p.s i don't know if you're still doing the megan bit because i'm really far behind in the podcast literally episode (laughs) 100 but just know that as someone whose ex-best friend has that name it gives me great joy that you use it in an insulting way. Tee smiley face. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Wow. You would not make some of the Megans happy. A lot of a lot of Megans and a lot of Scorpios must overlap. Yes. Because I've said it before, but I don't think the Scorpios have uh understood just yet. Because a lot of Scorpios will write in and go, not all Scorpios are terrible. And I'm like, that sounds like something a Scorpios. Every it's time
0: I'm like, like classic Scorpio. I'm like <laughs> <Or> just... <laughs>
1: And I feel, and a lot of Megans do that too, where they're like, "Not all Megans are terrible." And I'm like, "If you feel like you need to tell me that, if you think
0: I don't think one Megan isn't terrible, mm. that's kind of a Megan move." You know what I mean? I totally know what you mean, right? Megans. Um, also, our <laughs> so, our wonderful social media manager's name is Megan, and you know what? We give her plenty of shit for it. Okay, and yeah, she, she sticks around. <laughs> you know what? She fucking delivers. So. She does deliver. Yeah, that's right.
1: One Megan I can get behind. <laughs> Because Megan doesn't say, by the way, not all Megans. But, right, she's uh, like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, to the Megans and Scorpios out there that uh, aren't the stereotype, I welcome you. We see uh, you, and we love you. We see you. And, and there's uh, a lot of
0: you who listen to this show, which is hilarious. There's so many Megans and so many Scorpios that are like, I'm one, and I'm like, ah!
1: Ah! The amount of people at meet and greets who mm-hmm. have came up to me, the first thing they said was, I'm Megan, because they wanted to watch me roast them, was like crazy. Yeah, that was it's crazy. It's <laughs> like, crazy. That'd be. They would say it with like a gleam in their eyes. Yes. Of, like, like, I'm yeah. Megan. What it's are like you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the Megans I like when they're yep. like, rip me apart. They okay. own it. <laughs> All right. Here is, oh, this is a great name. I hope I say it right. Adora. Uh, who's a she/her pronouns? Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And the subject line is "Attempt at family reunion almost turns into attempt at true crime." Wow! Oh no, this is one of the first times I think we've gotten. I don't want to, you know, maybe it'll change later. But so far, it's all true crime.
0: (gasps) You're right. Stories. You're right. That never happens.
1: Eva did say she was leading into true crime, but yes, hardcore. Not a ghost in sight so far. Yep. Um. Okay hi eva m christine and the rest of the and that's why we drink fam first i just wanted to say that i'm so
0: excited for the new tour
1: uh well we're coming up on the end of it so
0: that's okay we got, we got more dates coming up we got up, so vegas s- coming up i don't think i'm not counting it as done until vegas is in the books you know what me I mean? me too <laughs> I may have taken a
1: sneaky coffee break mid-shift to secure tickets for myself and my friend during the presale, and ended up looking like a lunatic in the bakery when I squealed about getting good seats. And we'll be seeing you in Boston. Oh my gosh, we're literally about Wait, to go to we Boston. We haven't even
0: done that yet as we record. So that's
1: and how I'll fun. be in Boston in three days, and I'll get sick from Christine. You'll see. No,
0: you won't. I promise.
1: <laughs> anyway, onto the story. My dad's father's by hmm. My dad's dad's side of the family immigrated to Boston from Ireland during the potato famine. To be honest, I have no idea how many years of generations, how many years or generations ago that was, but I feel like probably a lot. My grandfather was for sure born in the US and his parents might have been too. I apologize. I'm not the record keeper in this story. And well, I'm you just- call Nana. T-
0: <laughs> Nana
1: knows. <laughs> Nana knows just how many mob families uh-huh. you're affiliated with. And you're yeah. probably
0: related to them and banana as well all those trees combined i do like how adora is like "Uh, i'm
1: not the record keeper of my family which is like such a cool way to say that it's like you
0: are m i'm the record keeper of my family and i wish i would be but nobody lets me so maybe
1: someday adora says i'm not the record keeper i'm just the tea sipper so that's what you can be oh i'll be that yeah for sure anyway at some point in the family line at my great grandparents generation so, okay. There was a fracture between siblings and the family split into two distinct sides who had no contact with each other. Mm. The first time I ever even learned about the other family lines was when I mistakenly got emailed stuff for a different Adora. Oh, not my real name for reasons that will become apparent. <gasps> also, I love me a queer superhero. Oh, nice. Is Adora
0: a queer superhero? I don't know. Uh, you would know better than I. I, I don't Adora know. Adora superhero.
1: Adora. Uh, Princess
0: Adora is a brave, competitive, and noble warrior. Oh, my God. From She-Ra. Okay. Duh. I w- Sorry. I'm always in
1: my Marvel head, and I was like, I don't know of an Adora at all. Okay. Love a queer superhero. Well, that's badass. Back on track. Okay. The first time I ever even learned about the other family line was when I mistakenly got emailed stuff for a different person with my name. Mm. Uh, when I told my mom how strange it was she just brushed it off as oh yeah she's probably from the other side of the family we don't talk to them mm-hmm. the only explanation she gave was that there had been a falling out but she didn't know more than that which I love how enough time has passed that we just shrug off the fact that a whole chunk of our family we don't talk to
0: just doesn't exist to us anymore <laughs> like the curiosity would eat me alive I feel like, like something our, like my parents would do they'd be like whatever just forget about it and I'm like you don't understand i can't like i must I, know well also like i'm obsessed again as the record keeper
1: i need to know You'd what's going know. on it's important and if i found out that there was family that i was not talking to and there was a huge rivalry but there really wasn't yeah. a reason and none of us knew
0: it i'd be like "Fuck that i'm crossing I, lines i'm honestly, absolutely like, as the tea sipper i also require that information <laughs>
1: You know? I would absolutely reach out and be like, are we still mad at each other? Like, can I get to know you yet? are we like, good? <laughs> what's your social media? Like, what's the situation? <laughs> Fast forward to a few years uh a few years ago at the height of the 23andme/ancestry.com craze. Uh-huh. And one of my uncles decided that it would be nice to try and find all the local relatives. Aha. See, he's the record keeper, I think. Yes, there we go. My grandfather had long since died and my dad was either dead or dying. Timelines are hard. Uh, So I guess my uncle was feeling some kind of way about life being short and family Mm -hmm. not being around forever. He started to do some digging, and with the help of Ancestry.com, he actually located a man who seemed to be our grandfather's cousin. My uncle was excited to learn that he still lived in Boston, and with some more sleuthing, he got the guy's contact information to ask if he wanted to meet up. Mm -hmm. The guy agreed, and they set a meeting place somewhere bizarre, like a beach in Southie, I think. (laughs)
0: Beach and Southie yeah that's bizarre you're right
1: (laughs) I would you would expect it to be like a pub where like your grandparents hated each other or
0: something (laughs) like the ones that's from like 1650 or whatever in Boston (laughs) that are like the first bar ever
1: oh like the bell in hand or something yeah yeah, yeah. I would have thought that was strange. Why not meet for coffee or get lunch or do anything other than meet on a secluded beach? Mm-hmm. But my uncle did not think that was strange. He happily showed up to their meeting point and was eventually greeted by a man who looked maybe too young to be the guy he had been talking to. Uh-oh. Still, my uncle happily introduced himself. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The man the man pulled a gun on him <gasps> oh, and no. asked what his intentions were in setting up the meeting.
0: Oh, my God. Intentions. Jesus.
1: Okay, so the other side of the family still has a real fucking problem with you guys. I don't <laughs> know
0: if you... the Christ, the, the beef has not been squashed. The beef has not been squashed. I repeat, back out. <laughs> Abort
1: mission. Abort mission. Yeah, I really... I cause That would have totally happened to me then, because I would have been like, what? We like... I don't even Seriously? know what the problem is. I just want to be friends. And, and like, then... What I... a beautiful day. Oh, no. Oh, no as it turns out the family split into two factions because my great-grandfather was a good catholic firefighter who just wanted to go on and raise more good catholic firefighters two generations worth his brother got involved in organized crime and Mm -hmm. his line stayed involved in organized crime oh so okay so they're still
0: in the family business so to speak Uh uh-huh
1: so now it's like you've reached out to a mob member and you're like hey i want to get to know you so let's uh
0: hang out (laughs) honestly that's probably the most creative way to to like approach a mob member like yeah now i understand
1: (laughs) why the mob guy was like what the hell is your
0: agenda i love that the mob guy agreed though he's like i will because i'm so curious about what this is
1: i know what can you imagine the poor uncle he was like I'm just a good
0: Catholic firefighter. Like, I'm, just, I'm just a good Catholic like my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather before me.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> the extremely
1: incredibly stupid thing is my uncle knew that. Oh, uncle.
0: Okay, I- well then, hang on. So he knew this guy was
1: connected? Okay. He may not have no- Oh, okay. I just have to fucking read the story. He may not have known that they were still involved, but he knew that that was why the family had split and that it was very likely the man he was meeting up with had been involved at some point and it still wasn't and he still wasn't, which is unclear to me. Um that's interesting cuz I feel like you definitely wouldn't go to a secluded beach then.
0: Yeah, I would feel like that would be probably the only place you would not want to go. It'd be it's like really on the top of your list of like. like red let's flags. meet on a street corner that is incredibly populated. Let's meet at the police station just in
1: case. You well, know? Let's meet at like park in Tremont, like something so yeah. like constantly busy. What
0: about a duck boat?
1: Oh, that'd be fun.
0: Yeah, it's like kind of like get to know you. There's an activity involved. There's a lot of tourists. You know, like well, like let's meet at a at a at a Sox game.
1: Oh, fun! You know? Yeah. The happy ending is that my uncle can talk his way out of anything. Okay, love that for him. (laughs) He he must get that from his connected side of the family.
0: Yeah, maybe he was born into the wrong lineage. (laughs) He really would have done a number
1: on that side. (laughs) He's snappy, just like the rest of the line. Um, He is able to talk his way out of anything and managed to convince the Heat the heat that he was truly just trying to reconnect with his family. The dude signaled the distant cousin that it was safe and they got their little reunion. I'm pretty sure they stayed in touch. My uncle said he's a nice guy. Oh, well, you know what? That's what Kelsey said about like, yeah, Al Capone. Capone. Sorry if for it being so long, but that's the story of how my uncle got a gun pulled on him for knowingly getting in touch with the criminal side of his family. Jesus. As a final interesting note, someone in my family told me that one of the families, or at least a character, I'm a bad Bostonian and have not seen it, um, one of the families in the movie, The Town, was inspired by that side of our family. Oh. I- I don't know if it's true, uh, but just in case it is, I changed my name. So if anyone hears this and gets upset about me saying it, I can pin it on my sister. <laughs> ah,
0: yes, I love this.
1: Thanks so much for everything you do. The podcast keeps me going during my long work days, and I really don't know what I would do without it. Stay spooky, Adora.
0: Holy crap. Okay, so I think I missed that at first. So, that the, so the guy that he actually met on the beach was the like associate and like signaled to the cousin, like, you can come out now.
1: That's what it sounds like to me or like that's... maybe he brought another cousin for backup and so
0: Well he said he... like oh it was the di- it, he was way younger than the cousin he was supposed to meet so then he told oh, right. the cousin like you can come out now This guy just is on ancestry.com that's all Man wow. Ancestry must have done a real a
1: bunch of I like to imagine there's like some like grungy pool hall where a bunch of mobsters hang out and at one point they all started realizing that they were getting reached no. out to during the ancestry craze. Everyone yeah. was getting a weird email like, Oh, we wanna meet you.
0: Oh. oh my gosh, that is wild. That would be a good reality show. Like <laughs> chasing down the dangerous, you know, people oh. in your family tree. By the way, have
1: speaking of um i don't know how this totally jumped into my brain but have you watched the jury yet
0: no but i want to i keep seeing i need to watch it is it good i don't even
1: like i we just discussed this i don't really watch a lot of news shows I was but i to
0: say you never recommend
1: news shows to me I'd, I'd seen a few clips on tiktok and i was like i'll watch like five minutes of it and it i ended up watching a, a few episodes It's pretty good
0: okay i'm gonna watch it next i just got like another ad for it so i guess that's my uh that's my cue um okay let's see <clears throat> Here is the next email. This is from Amy, she, her, and the title is True Crime Family Drama. Oh my God, really true crime this season. Wow. I know. Hi, Eva and everybody else. I've always thought Em would love the absolute drama of my family, but (laughs) I never thought there was a true crime slash paranormal aspect to it, so I didn't want to just send it in. But there is a true crime aspect, so here we go. My grandparents had a very horrible marriage and a very rough divorce. My grandpa also suspected my grandma of cheating, but he never had any evidence. They got divorced in the early 80s and had four grown children by this time. After the awful divorce, and after my grandma moved out, my grandpa's house was broken into and my grandpa's camera and a bunch of film was stolen. He always Mm. suspected my grandma of stealing this stuff, but again, no evidence. Fast forward to 2016. Both aunts got 23 and me tests done. Funny enough, they seem to have different dads, neither of them being my grandpa. Uh Uh-oh. My mom and my uncle never got any DNA tests done because they decided they didn't want to know. And the four siblings decided to never tell their dad. Oh, that's so hard. That's sad. Like you didn't know. I know. That makes me sad. And then later in 2016, my grandpa had been diagnosed with cancer and was obviously struggling, and he liked to go to antique stores to relax and have fun. So one weekend, my mom, dad, and I took him to an antique store. Oh, no, I know where this is going. When he pointed out a camera and said that was the same one he had back in the 80s. (gasps) Then one of the workers at the store said that particular camera came with some film that had never been developed. Shut up. oh my god this is crazy but some of the pictures look kind of racy from what the guy could tell (gasps) he then handed the film to my grandpa and he turned white he turned to my mom and said is this your mother my mom (gasps) took the film and after the look of shock wore off she simply said well it's so small we can't really tell He gave my mother the face that could only be described as, okay, sure, you filthy liar, judgment look. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, like, nice try. Just because I have cancer doesn't mean I can't read your facial expressions. (laughs) Right, yeah. I, I know your side eye better than anyone. Yes. I only got a glimpse of the tiny film pictures, and they looked like rather racy photos of a woman in lingerie. My grandpa bought the camera and the film and found a place where they could still develop the film into large pictures. So grandpa did that. And while I never saw the photos, based on the family's reactions, it's probably grandma. After my mom and her siblings confronted grandma about it, she confessed that she and one of her boyfriends at the time did break into grandpa's house and stole the camera and had a fun night afterward. Oh, my God. Holy shit. She thought he destroyed the film and that those pictures would never be seen by anyone. While Grandpa now knows what actually happened, he and my grandma have never discussed it. They don't talk to each other at all, actually. But there is my true crime story. Sorry (sighs) this is so long. And Eva, you can absolutely rewrite this so it makes more sense if you want. I know it's lacking on true crime, but not drama. And and it's not lacking. I mean, someone broke into his house and stole it and it reappeared. Uh, Love you all so much it's also family true crime uh
1: it's like a crime that it, it happened. is <laughs> yes it is um oh, so wow. thank you
0: Amy that is a doozy
1: wow I can you like what are the odds I mean maybe they're in the same town and the camera got like I get I don't know what the odds are but it still feels incredibly rare that you would be the one to find that yeah. camera
0: yeah it's really powerful like you just happen to co- I feel like the universe like put you in the right path you know what I mean mm. wow have you found anything um particularly wild at an antique store? You know, I love antique stores. I feel like I I love my um the the thing my favorite thing I ever found was that telegram I have that where mm. Aunt Agatha like uh, disowns her nephew for getting married without her permission and says all the money will be going to the humane society now and he can't have it. That's my favorite one because it's like just so bizarre. I still can't believe you f- just
1: found that. that I know. feels like something that is perfectly curated for you
0: and it was like torn and it was like in the bottom of a box and i was like i have to rescue this or else no one will see it yeah Um, what about you
1: i keep thinking i don't know i've i've found some things at antique stores but they were like they weren't interesting enough to like be particularly memorable like i found a cool pair of sunglasses one time I found like a little trinket but I haven't found anything that was like Mm -hmm. like I want something that has drama on it like you do with Anna Agatha (laughs) yeah
0: I keep meaning to make a TikTok of that just to like I don't know share it because I always talk about it and never like read it out loud but um yeah that's a doozy I feel like you should come I live by a bunch of antique stores we could do like a big um you know
1: well one of my favorite things about growing up in um Fredericksburg was that we had uh Fredericksburg's a huge antique town antique mm. store town and but I still never really found anything there either I feel like I'll I i can not tell the difference between like what's worth something and what's yeah. just kind of like tossed to the side because some of it feels like it should just be like goodwilled, but maybe there's like maybe it's so old it's cons- deserving of being in an antique store yeah, I don't know I know what you mean I don't know the inner workings of them but I even I went to an antique store next to your house
0: oh yeah there's a bunch time of we cool there. ones
1: I I got a cookbook from there from, like, the 20s or something. Ooh, that's fun. Like, I don't even cook, though. I don't know what I (laughs) was doing.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. There are over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get started today and get after your goals. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required and it's less expensive than takeout. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is a perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. I have found myself recently recommending Factor to so many people in my life and this food is really good. So Blaze and I actually get to pick our own meals every week and, you know, separate them in the little drawer in the fridge and, uh, Uh, make sure the other keeps her hands off. I personally love the cold brew smoothies. Those are always my go-to in the morning if I'm running around dropping Leona off, don't have time to cook myself breakfast. It's a great solution. Head to factormeals.com slash drink 50 and use code drink 50 to get 50% off. That's code drink 50 at factormeals.com slash drink 50 to get 50% off.
1: Anyway, okay, here's the next story. This is uh from kelly who uses she her pronouns thank you for normalizing pronouns kelly uh kelly says i'm a big fan of the show which i have been listening to uh for close to a year but i'm going through much faster now with my new job i'm currently at episode 100 and let me say your stories and banter make my workday go so much faster but um i've got more I've got more interesting things to tell you. Let's crack into it. Back in my broke post-college student days, I worked at Starbucks in the tiniest little village. Yes, it was officially classified as a village at the time of Sunbury in northern central Ohio. I mean, the fact that it's a village, I probably never heard of it. Okay, about 20 to 25 minutes north of Columbus. Okay. Uh I grew up there and when I tell you that the most interesting thing was drive your tractor to school day, I am not kidding. <laughs> what? I What? Have you not I, I we didn't celebrate drive your tractor to school day um at my school, but there were schools in my town that did.
0: I've never heard of such a thing. And that's why like when people are like, Oh, you're from Ohio, do you live on a farm? I'm like, No, I like don't know anything about like I, I lived in a city, but I I understand that like farther out there's obviously a lot of rural areas um wow i've never heard of drive your tractor to school day oh no i well i never had um
1: we never did it but i we we, i would see pictures all the time on my social media of like others of other schools like a virginia thing it It does (laughs) it sounds like
0: an ohio thing it does both
1: uh It was kind of a quiet little town where everyone knew everyone else's business, but I digress. I worked with a great group of people at Starbucks and we became very close. And one coworker in particular, I will call him S to protect his privacy, was a dear friend or my work husband. Uh, And he was always his happy, sassy self at work. S went to school at a nearby Ohio Wesleyan University. Mm -hmm. I know that one. And his boyfriend, Nick, was a frequent visitor at our store. Nick was kind of an odd guy, and he was very shy and standoffish, but we tried our best to get him to open up. Despite our best efforts, he never got Overly friendly with us. He would just come to the store and wait around for S to finish his shift. And honestly, it seemed a little obsessive to me, but I was also a 20 something year old and my own life was a mess. So who the hell was I to judge?
0: That's so nature. I... <laughs> yeah. You and I so, would have been like, we're judging because we don't want to look at our own mess. We're going to judge I'm, their mess. <laughs> I'm
1: 30 and I'm judging.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: But I guess my gut feeling was right because S ended up breaking up with Nick. S moved on with his life and was having a good time being young and single, but Nick did not. Uh Uh-oh. I came into work one morning and S was not there despite being scheduled. I I asked about where he was, but no one seemed to know anything. Just that there was an emergency, but S was okay. okay. It wasn't until he was back at work a few days later that I found out what had gone down s had lived in a frat house on campus and early in the morning nick had snuck into the frat house and stabbed s's <gasps> roommate anthony in the chest what the in the fuck? Ch- in the chest i do not believe s was there at the time nick blamed anthony for his breakup with s
0: which I was was say, the- what did
1: anthony do jesus I thought for a second maybe he mistook him for S. Oh, like wrong place, wrong time. Nick blamed Anthony for his breakup with S, which was the motive for the attack. (sighs) Anthony was injured, but he lived. Nick was arrested and convicted of the stabbing, which got him six years in prison. Poor S had to go to court and testify, which Mm. was traumatic for him. And he was really shaken up about it for a (sighs) long time.
0: Imagine, like, that feeling of being in the middle, like your ex stabbed your roommate. You know, know, it's like such a terrible feeling position to be in. Oh, shortly after all this went
1: down, Nick was out on bail. He stopped by the store like he hadn't just tried to murder his ex's roommate. Uh-huh. And he was casual and acted friendly towards He's us. He's like, can I have a vanilla bean frappuccino? Like, no, you can't Ugh. leave. He got his coffee and left. And you know, he showed up to like, hopefully run into S. Right. And it's like, oh, there's no other Starbucks two blocks away. Like, come on. Yeah, You come to the one in the tiny little it, village. Yeah, where your ex worked. Forget it. He got his coffee and left without incident, but it was super surreal to see him just walk in there like everything was normal and fine. A few days later, I got on f- a Facebook re- friend request for him, and see, I had no, nothing good happens on Facebook, I'm just of-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is for the drama. I was going to say, actually, I would for sure log back in just for this situation chew- just to see what was going on. A few days later I
1: got a Facebook friend request from him and I had an irrational fear that he would know if I rejected his request but I sure as hell didn't want to be friends with mm. him not even on Facebook. So I let the request sit there and it's still sitting there to this day because <gasps> what the hell do you do with something like that? What do you do? I don't know. So yeah, that is the story of my Facebook friend request from an attempted murderer. Sorry Jesus for the Christ. length. I tend to be a bit wordy, but I hope you can I hope I can talk my hubby into buying me tickets for a live show sometime soon uh until then peace and love from me and my fuzz butts Maisie, onyx <laughs> lily and lou from kelly team milkshake Yay! P.S. i can't resist showing you pictures of my fur kids and then there are pictures attached oh
0: babies uh i love when uh, every every time i swear to god every time i see pictures of pets at the end of an email i'm like somebody almost died in this email yeah like it's they're like, trying to make us feel better <laughs> like thanks for the band-aid that is your sweet yeah, little exactly. baby it's a good band-aid don't get me wrong but uh, wowza. Mm. Yo, that is... That's just a lot. That's just a lot. Like, it to be on the periphery, but, like, involved enough that you're getting friend requests and you see the guy repeatedly and you're friends with the... I mean, it's just... The friend request
1: is particularly weird because, like, the damage has already been done. The only, like, either you're delusional enough to think that, like, we could be buddies or there's absolutely an agenda and you're going to try to reach out to me and, like, maybe threaten
0: me or something. Or just keep tabs, like, on your ex. I I, I imagine it's like, oh, I just want to keep tabs. That's so sick. Ooh. Yeah. I hope S is okay, too, because I feel like that knowing that he's out, the ex is out of prison must be really scary too
1: and anthony too I'm and like, anthony I, for sure if yeah. i got stabbed by someone if they only got six years in jail on that sixth year i worried for the rest of my life they for were sure. gonna try to like finish the job
0: you know for sure yeah i would be terrified um mm. wow okay i guess ohio's not all that boring all the time uh, i don't think so who would have thought so this is the last one this is the one eva wanted me to read oh no oh no um the title is did israel keys try to kidnap me oh <gasps> oh my god you know i hate that story (laughs) that's truly one of the worst uh, it is it like still upsets me to this day um so let's see preferred name and pronouns raven uh it says uh it is a false name for anonymity she her slash gemini or she her comma gemini so uh one of our own here we go hello to my fellow gemini babies christine we are birthday twins hello and then it says, "Em, you were almost born on the perfect day too, but not quite. I'm sorry.
1: We <laughs> can't all be perfect. I, <laughs> I guess.
0: I, I guess not. I tell you that all the time. You never really <laughs> listen. But um, also, I was born at twelve twelve a.m., so I was right over the line there. I almost, mm. I almost shared a birthday with you, Em. But thankfully, I got Raven. Raven. Wow, set. you were really only like forty minutes away. Isn't that weird?" Okay, so like so many of your listeners, I've been surrounded by the paranormal my entire life, everything from ghosts to shadow people to spirit attachments to aliens to cryptids. But in honor of upcoming Gemini season, I love that we're already doing the pre-celebrations, Yeah, (laughs) uh, I thought I'd finally share one of the scariest non-paranormal experiences I've ever had. "'In the early 2000s, I was in high school and living in a small town southwest of Seattle. I was about 16 at the time, and my older sister was 18. Our parents worked a lot, so we were left alone for long periods of time.' As it was a small town with not much to do, we would often have to find creative ways to entertain ourselves. One weekend, we decided to drive our tractor to school. No, I'm just kidding. One weekend, <laughs> we decided that we would do a very daring thing and toilet paper our friend's house. Ooh. We, that's fun. We knew her and her family were away for the weekend, and she lived in the middle of the woods about 30 minutes from town, so it would be easy to not get caught. Toilet paper, this is in parentheses, toilet paper wasn't such a hot commodity 20 years ago, and we used to have such a surplus, we would decorate our friends slash enemies' homes with it. Yes, we were a bit nerdy and spent our weekends lip syncing Michael Jackson songs. This sounds like my, is this me? I don't know. I'm confused. Yeah, hang on a second. <laughs> I had Michael Jackson earrings in high school. I People thought I was so weird. Uh, what? What? I know. And uh, spent our weekends lip syncing Michael Jackson songs and toilet papering houses, not partying and drinking with the cool kids. See, it's June 4th, must be. You got <laughs> born on like the, the, the like the fun party party day. Anyway, yeah, wow. so <laughs> off to the woods we go to have some naughty fun. We made it to her house fine, did the deed. Well, OK, I think the toilet papering, and decided <laughs> to head back home. It was about midnight or 1 a.m. at this time, and the woods around her house were spooky, so we didn't do as good of a job as we normally would have. A rush TP job, if you will. Shortly after pulling out of her driveway and back onto the dirt road that would lead back to the highway, an older light-colored truck flies up behind us. The truck started aggressively tailgating us and flashing his lights. Mm. He was within inches of the back of our car and would slow down and then speed up over and over. Ew. Think, yeah that is already giving me the heebie jeebies
1: you know who else
0: did that was the monster
1: in jeepers creepers
0: oh i've never he, seen that
1: he would like try to scare them on the road and like that's... almost crash into them a
0: bunch of times that's disturbing because you do hear those stories where it's like people convince you to pull over so that you're like vulnerable yeah. Ooh. okay thinking at first that it was someone who may need help oh no Okay, exactly what I was afraid of. Or perhaps they saw something wrong with our car. We stupidly stopped. The truck's headlights were on bright, so we couldn't see much of anything when we turned to look behind us. At, okay, if somebody has their brights on and they're and they're pulling up behind you, like, no, I'm sorry. There's a yeah. reason they have their brights on. They shouldn't be on if they're driving behind you. At they all. just don't want you to see. Ugh. Just a silhouette of a tall man in the driver's seat. We Mm. stopped in the middle of the dirt road, and the truck rolled up within inches of our car and stopped as well. But then nothing happened. He just sat there. Within a few seconds, we quickly realized that this person was not trying to help, and my sister sped off. As soon as she did, he resumed his chase, again tailgating, flashing his lights, and revving his engine. This was before everyone had cell phones, and we certainly didn't, so our only option was to try and get away from this guy. We finally got to the highway highway where we hoped to find other cars, but no luck. This is a very remote country highway, and the road was deserted. Mm. My sister sped up to try and lose the guy, but he kept right with us. We drove for miles this way, with us crying and getting more upset with every passing mile. After about five or six miles, he then passed us, oh my god, and slammed on his brakes and came to a stop in the middle of the highway. <gasps> oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. He had stopped in the perfect spot as the road was too narrow for us to go around him with him being in the middle of the road. So we stopped, too. We saw in the back of his truck he had construction tools and a chainsaw. (gasps) Jesus Christ, this is like out of a horror movie. Oh, my God. We immediately assumed he was going to use the hammer to kill us and the chainsaw to dismember our bodies. We were obviously terrified. He then opened his door and got out of his truck. We saw his face clearly as our headlights hit him. He was very tall, maybe six foot two, had dark, greasy hair and a big nose. He started walking toward us. My sister immediately threw the car into reverse and was able to turn around as he lunged for my passenger door handle. Oh, thank God. Oh, fucking hell, dude. I'm so... I'm so, That was the
1: sister who was able to do that? Yes. I, thank God for her because I I truly would have f- frozen in fear. Right?
0: Yeah. I don't even know how I would react. Like, I have no idea, but probably not as savvy as the sister. Yeah. Yeah. The look on his face will forever be imprinted in my memory. We sped off again, but somehow he again caught back up to us and continued his pursuit. I honestly have no idea how long he followed us, flashing his lights and tailgating the entire time. It felt like an hour, but could have just been 15 minutes. He tried to pass us again multiple times, but my sister cut him off each time. In our hysteria, we weren't really paying attention to where we were going. We were just frantically trying to lose the asshole. Eventually, we realized that we were somewhat close to my sister's friend's house. It was only about a mile up the road, and his house sat very close to the highway. We reached it, pulled in the driveway, and began honking our horn, flashing our lights, and screaming for help. The man pulled up behind us, blocking (gasps) us in the driveway oh fuck and the friend's probably like what did i do to get yeah truly truly
1: i thought it was gonna go hey we know our friend is up here let's turn the
0: other direction oh oh nope it was like we need help which is fair that's fair um so we pulled in uh the man pulled up behind us blocking us in the driveway shit what if no one was home oh my god this is fucking terrifying we again see him start to get out of his truck But just then, a light flicked on inside our friend's home. We continued to make as much noise as we could, and the man quickly got back in his truck and drove away. Our friend never actually came outside, Which, I mean, is smart as the friend to be like, I don't know what's going on out there. We later found out his mom had called the police and we were too scared to get out of the car and go in the house. So we just sat there after he left for about 10 minutes. Looking back, we should have gone inside and called police ourselves. But we were afraid we'd get in trouble for admitting that we were out late because we were toilet papering someone's house. So we decided to just head home. Luckily, we didn't see him again. Fast forward to about four years ago, a friend of mine told me to check out the podcast True Crime Bullshit, which is all about Israel Keys, his childhood, the murders connected to him, his M.O., and lesser known crimes. I listened to the first season and was justifiably horrified. But then I decided to Google his photo. Holy shit. I immediately was drawn back to this scary incident and was shocked at how similar he looked to our asshole tailgater. Ugh. However, there was nothing in the first season of the podcast about him doing anything like this, so I relaxed a little. Then I listened to episode 210 and about shit my pants – in this episode, there are over a dozen credible reports made to the FBI of Israel Keys tailgating, flashing his lights, stalking and trying to get people to pull over while driving. Mm. The most credible incident is from a woman who tells a story from 01 or 02, exactly when my incident happened, where a man driving a Ford F-150, which is the car that Keys drove at the time, aggressively tailgated her. He would pull up within inches of her car with his lights on bright then slow down. Then he passed oh her and either slowed way down or- and once stopped completely in the middle of the highway and got out of his truck she stated that this man looked exactly like israel keys this happened in clallam bay washington which is a few hours west of where i lived her story was identical to mine Ugh, there are also identical. a number of other coincidences including he was a construction worker the tools in the back of the truck mm-hmm. he was living a few hours west of me uh, he frequented remote heavily wooded locations when looking for victims And we were currently living smack dab in the middle of one of his murder hotspots. And five, Mm. he often targeted couples as well as solo victims. I still have no idea if it was really him, but the coincidences are uncanny. What would have happened if we hadn't sped off when he got out of his truck? What would have happened if our friend's mom hadn't turned her light on at the perfect moment? There's obviously no way to know, but my gut tells me we may have skirted death that night. He truly was the epitome of a monster. Anyway, not sure how to end that without sounding falsely chipper. Although You're right. this, <laughs> Welcome to our world. Although this story may have been more in Christine's wheelhouse, one of my previously sent stories was definitely in M's. cough, bat squash, cough. Oh, hope you enjoy Gemini season and stay spooky, everyone. Whoa! Oh wow. Ufa doofa. That is that is terrifying. I like to think
1: I would know what to do in a situation like that, but I have no fucking clue. Like, no, right? It's like all the true crime I cover, it would just probably poof out my but, head. And in the same vein, like part of me thinks like I would still have that framework of like being nice and like being mm-hmm. too polite and being like, oh well, maybe I'm confused. Maybe he really needs help or something. Like, maybe it's an emergency. And my oh. first thought would be, as soon as he got out of the car. If I felt in danger, I mean, if, I mean, he was, it was obviously threatening. And if he got out of the car and started walking towards me, I'd like to think I would just straight up run him over with my car, but like, I don't know if I could do it. That's or a like, great point.
0: Like, I feel like our gut would be like, well, maybe not. Cause what if he's just injured or something and now I'm going to kill the guy. Or like truly like, what if he's, you know, mentally ill and just having,
1: um, right, he's right. having some sort of episode and like, you know, like, I don't know what I would be thinking I certainly wouldn't I would think every single thing except how to just safely get out of there
0: like I wouldn't know what to do I don't think I would either I'm just also glad that they weren't alone you know yeah like two of them to at least say like oh this is where my friend lives and like you know one of them's driving one of them can keep an eye out I, oh my gosh that's so scary
1: oh wow That's so scary Oh my God! Well, I'm glad you're safe. I, uh, I, I can't imagine.
0: That's traumatizing. Like even if, like even if it, which I mean, you know where I stand. If, I believe it was Israel Keys. That motherfucker had apparently hundreds, if not thousands, of crimes that just never got reported before he died by suicide. So who the fuck knows? Um, so I think it's very well likely it could have been. But even if it wasn't, like that's still fucking terrifying. Like somebody that means was there's clearly, two people like that. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that means somebody else was trying to victimize you and did victimize you. So like, You
1: almost hope it was Israel Keys, so
0: that way there isn't another person out there who's the just same. like... not the same. Exactly. Exactly. Boy. Like oh he's, my god. He's uh, put away and now deceased. Oh, um, Ooh, Niva, these were I... a doozy. We don't often have true crime and these were crazy. Uh,
1: Yeah, I am stressed. I... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think what I'm used to,
1: at least if it's a ghost story, I can be like, "Well, that's probably not real," and then just like shut my brain off from ever having to think As about if it. You've
0: ever said that's probably not real. <laughs> I at
1: least can excuse it if I that's overwork true. myself, but like yeah, with yeah, things yeah. like this, I'm like, "Oh my god, this could happen to me tomorrow," and now oh, I'm like god. never gonna sleep again oh god <laughs>
0: oh, okay well uh good hmm. times good times
1: good times everyone happy may uh i hope tour season was fun gemini's uh, we're about to really thrive and yes it's gonna be scary for everyone who isn't us so
0: <laughs> good
1: luck <laughs> all right well i guess next time we see you we will be in hot hot birthday mode
0: woohoo birth eva's like oh no i gotta prepare the birthday listener <laughs> episode <laughs>
1: Amiga. Empathy is our best policy.